it's worth your time to go through the proper procedures to make sure you do everything right because there again if you don't it's going to come with penalties and fines <clears throat> and sometimes it could be death you know if you do something especially with the gas yeah. line you know you take a 16 inch gas line yeah. i mean that's that's major that's, I mean, a, lot that's, that's a lot yeah. of gas We bring you live from the United States of America. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, YouTube Profit Diggers. Thanks for joining us. Yes. If you like our content, we'd appreciate it if you would like this video, share the video, mm -hmm. subscribe to the channel. Subscribe. The whole point of this YouTube channel is to share the knowledge about the construction industry and just general tips, especially if you're getting started mm -hmm. with your own business. Exactly. So we appreciate any support yep. you've got and uh, we hope you like the topics we discuss. Today we want to talk about cross-country gas lines. Cross-country gas lines? Yeah. What? So I, I guess... I like working near a gas line. It no. sounds dangerous and it sounds like it could be expensive if you do certain <clears throat> things wrong. Yes. It would be deadly, too, if you do certain things wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, yes. so safety That's is true. important as yeah. well. Sa <laughs> safety should be number yeah. one. But it's, uh, you know, kind of like we talked about, you know, a while back about the, the railroads and stuff. You know, they're kind of the railroads, their own animal, gas lines are their own animal. And both of them kind of write their own regulations. I mean, it's like... Whatever they say with their product, that's what goes. I mean, it's like they have it's, jurisdiction over everybody else. Well, isn't it technically a private <clears throat> company that is yes. just a, mm -hmm. amass these land leases to right. do whatever it is they need to yes. do? So, you know. And, you know, when you start encroaching, you know, their right-of-ways and stuff, just like we talked about the railroad, there's certain permits and stuff you have to get into place. You've got to notify them. You've got to give them a plan of action, like, you know, what you're going to do, how close you're going to be working. <clears throat> uh, just like the railroad sends out a flagger, they will send out an inspector or a gas representative that will be there, you know, from their authority uh, to watch over and tell you, you know, pretty much what you can and can't do and to make sure what you are doing is legal and right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and they take it very seriously. I mean, it's... <laughs> I uh, bet they do. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I was telling you all earlier, you know, up in kind of kind of southeast Nashville, uh, a few years ago, I say a few years ago, it's been many years ago, it's, pro it's probably been, gosh, 98, 99, 97, somewhere in that neighborhood. We were up there working on a subdivision and about three quarters of the subdivision on one side of the gas lines and about a quarter of it was on the other side. Well, it was, and, and they, they fly these, this particular gas company flew these gas lines three times a day. When you say flew them, what do you mean? They brought, brought a plane over and it was actually inspecting mm -hmm. the lines just make sure nobody was around them or you know working around them or doing anything on them. So at that time, I did not know that you could even drive on it. I mean, they, they was bush hauled, they was manicured, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They bush hauled them regular. So I come out of the subdivision, you know, you, if you went by truck, you had to come out of the subdivision, turn, go down the road a little piece, turn on another road, go around, turn on another road and come in, about a three mile drive. Well, I was on a rubber tar backhoe and I'm like, well heck, you know, 
I can just shoot right across that gas line. I, mean, I can see all of our other equipment sitting on the helicopter. So, you know, hell, I'll just shoot right across there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 20 minutes later, and here they come. <laughs> yeah, they showed up. I mean, were they like marching? Or was it? No, I mean, it's just like no, three, three guys. They come yeah, walking up. They, they come in. Who's in charge, you know? And, and I felt like an idiot, you know, because after later, I felt like an idiot. I was foreman. And I said, I'm, I'm foreman on the project. And. They were very nice. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it wasn't you know it wasn't just like you know, you know we're about to handcuff you and take you to jail. You know, nothing <laughs> right. like that. They're very nice. Right. And uh, they said, you know, you don't have any permits in place. You know, you're not allowed other than foot traffic. You're not allowed to take any kind of machinery across this without a permit. And then they gave me the, the spec book that they had. And just like you know, if we were going to take heavy equipment across there, I had to build a bridge, like a land bridge. Wow. Yeah. To take our stuff, you know, across there. Uh, we had to have like uh, cross ties, matting, all kinds of stuff we had to put down to walk our equipment on to lower the, the GPM, ground pressure, uh, to, to walk our equipment across there. Shoot. And then we had to pay for that permit and then we had to send them a, a design for it. That had to be approved. Had to be approved. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gosh, so we decided that three mile drive wasn't that bad. It didn't sound so bad. Yeah, it no, it wasn't so bad. Draw, yeah. but, you know, getting back to more uh-huh. relevant stuff, you know, three years ago we done a job over in Franklin. I cannot remember the name of the gas company now, uh, but it was a good working relationship. We had five different bores under the gas mains, and they were th- these were three 60-inch gas mains, and most of them had like anywhere from seven to ten feet of cover on them. So we were like 20 plus feet deep in the bore pits. Mm. I mean, these were these were massive bore pits, but you know. We had our permits in place. Uh, we had our land bridge in, because we had to cross them multiple times. We had land bridges in. Uh, we uh, had all of our materials and stuff inspected. They had a guy out there watch us dig our bore pits. They stayed there. We had to go down with with their supervision. We walked the machine out. We had to take the teeth. Had to have a smooth bucket. We didn't have a smooth bottom bucket for our, or smooth cutting edge for our track hole. So what we did, we had to sit on the design, like, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take two old outside teeth on our hole bucket, and we're going to weld a cutting edge across there, a smooth cutting edge, you know, will this be sufficient? And they said, yes, it would. So that's what we did. We went out there, and we dug down, and they knew pretty close. When we got to a certain depth, they would send not, they wouldn't let us go down there. They sent one of their guys down to clean off the top of the pipe. They shoot grade on it. We go to the next one, do the same thing. They shoot grade on it. Then they gave us the elevations for the thickness of the pipe. And we had to be a minimum of three three feet below the bottom of their pipe. So they got 16 inch pipe, the math is pretty simple. And every time that we got, we had to measure. As soon as we got to like this gas line here, the first one, we had to stop like five feet away, 10 feet away, something like that. Then we had to dig down our casing pipe. And then they had to shoot elevation on it to make sure we were gonna hit it. Get, go underneath it, go to the next one, had to dig down, find our casing pipe, the head on our on our drill, and had to shoot elevation. All three pipe, every time we done it, the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Very time consuming. So my thing is, you know, the gas department, I mean, your cross-country gas lines are a lot like the railroad. They're very stickler about their product, safety first, and they're gonna protect their product. So. It can make you or break you in a bid. <laughs> There's your tip, folks. Yeah. So if you're not used to dealing with those situations, just like we said earlier, 
you can lean on your your engineer, reach out to your engineer record, like you know, hey man, I, you know, what's my best approach to get my permits acquired and dealing with a, with this particular gas uh, company. Now these these permits, Jeff Spencer, if if I'm a subcontractor to a GC on this job, do I have to get permits for my my crew, or is the permit for the GC good for the they entire project? Well, it would depend on. Actually, I guess it would depend on the, the gas authority you're working with, what their regulations are. Somebody's going to be liable. Yes, mm-hmm. you're in contract with the GC. So what we generally try to do is get the GCs to acquire those uh, permits. Makes sense. This particular job we was working on, the GC was like, you know, I don't have time to deal with this. I don't know how to deal with it. I want you to deal with it. So I went, I jumped through the hoops, made phone call after phone call, got in touch with the gas company, talked to them, super, super nice. Got me hooked up with the inspector that lived just a few miles away from the job. Uh, he was very knowledgeable very helpful and I messed up on some of the permits and I sent them to him he's like hey before we send these in you need to correct this need to correct that do that send them back to me and because if I'd sent them in it would have been a review process oh gosh yeah and then we come back reject it start all over so he he, he saved me a lot of time he was very helpful so it's 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 very frustrating if you've never done it before but it's worth your time to go through the proper procedures to make sure you do everything right because there again if you don't it's going to come with penalties and fines <clears throat> and sometimes it could be death you know if you do something especially with the gas yeah. line you know you take a 16 inch gas line yeah. i mean that's that's major that's I mean, a lot that's, of gas that's a lot yeah. of gas and uh, but there again for those that haven't dealt with it be prepared on your on your bid proposal to cover yourself you know, it's always good if you haven't done this before. It's always good to assume the worst situation. You know, what I mean, it's like, what's my worst possible thing could happen? You know, as far worst as possible money. outcomes, not something, yeah. Yeah, and think about it. And look at it that way. Those jobs hit them early. Don't push them off to the last minute because you need to do a little research, find out what your permit's going to cost you, how time-consuming it's going to be. And get it figured out to where you can give an accurate bid that you stay, you, you feel good about and you can stand behind. Mm-hmm. Makes complete sense. Well, yeah. Jeff. Well, you know, I was also curious about these land bridges, Jeff Spencer. You build your own land bridges, or yes, a company that specializes in building construction. But you no, know, with the ones we did, we bridges. just we they gave you some options, different ways to do it. So we we chose an option. Similar to what they had is a little bit different, but you know, we, because the materials they had were not available in our area. Uh, I can't remember, you know, maybe it was Texas-based oil company, maybe it's a Canadian-based oil company. I don't know where their, where their base was, but the materials they was asking to build, we, we found the closest thing we could find, which was cross ties. Uh, theirs were a little more flat than cross ties. But they they covered a little more area too. They're a little wider, so we we submitted cross ties. They looked it over and they said it was good with its cross ties with a with a run of boards on top of it, and it's like a floating bridge. It's more or less what it is. It mm-hmm. got give. Yeah, which uh, is what you want. Yeah, and then we we put matting down on top of it to where there was no rock or debris or anything that could get down through the cracks where nothing could fall into the 
And it's also another thing, you know, is how you build that thing. <clears throat> you got to take it up the same way. Here's your gas lines coming across right here. You start on this easement. You start with your first cross tie, you lay it down, and then your equipment walks up on that and carries your material out as you build it. You build it as you go. Mm. And then when your job's done, you start over here and you take it up piece by piece and take it back just like you built it. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you get done, I mean, the worst thing that I saw was like your grass was dead in a few spots. Yeah. But it's pretty clean. Pretty clean. Yeah. Very cool. Jeff Gavins. Jeff Spencer. Mm -hmm. The world out there watching the Profit Dig channel. If you wouldn't mind, we ask that you like this video, subscribe to our channel, just Google Profit Dig, go find us, check us out at profitdig.com. We have a pretty cool bid uh, creation and job costing application you need to check out. Jay Work, our producer this evening. Thanks as always. Okay. We'll see y'all next time. Have a good one.